my trainer said to me. What did your trainer say to you? So, I'm single now, right? Right. I'm 48, single, and I'm like, look, I'm going to get the fucking shape because... Sure. I mean, who thinks they're going to be fucking 48 and single? Not me. So I go... Make my appointment with like the head honcho, and he gives me my fitness test and does the stuff and the things. And I literally was, I was like two point three seconds from barfing. Mm. I was like Colty in the garbage can on ninety day fiance. Oh, <laughs> he went to yeah. the park to work out like that was me. And so he did my fitness test, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ran all my numbers, and he's like, so here you're good. Apparently, my core is great. Fine. My heart, not so much. Uh-huh. I got an F in, like, all... So, he, I had, like, a three-minute up-down fucking bullshit... Burpees! ...test. So, you do a push-up, and then you jump up into a jumping jack? No, burpees are the devil, and yes. I won't do them. I refuse on principle. So, um... <laughs> I shan't. We'll dig into that later. <laughs> my up-down test is, like, a... One of those step things like you do in step class. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And I had to go up, down, right, left for three minutes. And then he timed my heartbeat and then how long it took to come down, which was apparently a really long time because I thought I was going to fucking die. Uh So I got an F. And so at the end, he like plugged in all my numbers and he was like, okay, so um, I care about your health. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) to you though. Um. (laughs) Apparently, my inner body's 58. Okay. <laughs> I am not. Uh-huh. That's just rude. <laughs> and I'm like, look, you little fucking blue-eyed fuck. <laughs> I see your Adonis body, but look, I am not going to be 58 on the inside. You're a dick, but I work out now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hateful. Sure. It's Fair. hateful. She told me that, and I asked her, I was like, is it because you can't cut, touch your own toes? Because that's not... A health thing. That's just because you have very short arms. I have T-Rex arms. I can't touch she my does. toes. We, she can't. It's hilarious. I took. We took a bar class once many years ago. <laughs> many. And, yeah. you know, you have to put your leg up on the bar at one point and, like, reach and stretch and touch your toes. <laughs> She's like, she tried it a few times and then she stamped her foot down. She, like, swung it off the thing and stomped it on the floor and she just went... I shan't. And then I had I can't. And then I had to take my leg off of the bar and lay down on the floor because I was laughing very hard. <laughs> it was not appreciated by the other people. Look, I can reach my knees. Uh-huh. Not my toes. She's got okay. very short arms. And it's It's not yes, for lack of trying. It's I try hard. Yeah. It's not a flexibility issue. It's an arm issue. Mm-hmm. I have T-Rex arms and I can't yes. touch my fucking toes. Exactly. Anyway, this motherfucker told me my inside body was 58 and I am pissed. It's rude. It's, it's just super rude. rude. You don't, you smoke, don't do you? tell a no. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't tell a newly single 48-year-old woman that her inside is 58, you dick. You beautiful, hot, blue-eyed dick. It's okay. My inside body is like 88, so. I mean. Just because I feel was it. He Look. Pretty, uh, was he No, was he's he... really fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel 88 in my soul, so that's, we'll just go with that. Mm. Like, probably, they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, you're healthy for your age, working out-wise. But also, I'm like, but my knees tell me I'm 90. Mm-hmm. Oh, my knees are dicks. I was like, look, you're like 
248-543-230. Like, I don't know what you are with your blue contacts, you beautiful little bitch, but I am not 58 (laughs) on the inside. Stop it. You're rude. (laughs) Fucker. Anywho, somebody come get their kid. Fuck. Hi. Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. <laughs> Paranormal podcast. We where just we shit on hot trainers. Talk about all things spoopy. <laughs> my inner 58-year-old who's a super fucking asshole. Yep. And uh, I've had vodka today. So yes. welcome. <laughs> Hooray. Yay. Tito's sponsor our show. That would be neat. <laughs> that would be so neat, dude. That would be neat. Here for it. Also. Here. I'm drinking tea because, again, I'm elderly, but also cold. It was in my car. Is it still hot? It is just the right temperature for drinking. Oh, is it lukewarm, Grandma? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, not lukewarm, but... um, Yeah, because this... These little insulated tumbler dudes, they're not fucking around. Cause I love when we go to the bar and hot. I drink vodka and she drinks CBD water. <laughs> they didn't have my favorite one. <laughs> Dude, you laugh. That's fucking Seth Rogen. Randall has had here. six weed cookies. They're kicking in. So uh, good. Yeah. In. Randall has had six. These are nice. Six hmm? These are nice. Weed good. cookies yeah, of his butter. own making. I made butter. I was going to try and like continue it so I could edit it. And so no one would be the wiser. You can, though. That was, it was too good. It was too good. Uh, Theoretically, that shouldn't happen again. Okay. We had a weird, a weird technological hiccup. It is. Technology's a dildo. It has been such a dildo for the past. Usually when that happens, though, we just go straight back to what we were saying. But I felt like that making an adjustment. Was funny. I felt like making an adjustment to something. Uh and it didn't pan out. So I adjusted it back while yep. we were doing that. I figured out my router. You figured out your <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at me. Yes. Absolutely I'm laughing A at lot. you. <laughs> Thank you for being here for with days, me. For days. Since it, since it happened. So I've been Look, laughing I didn't since it know happened. what it looked like. It was a problem. I'm guessing that your router okay. is also your modem, right? Do you know the difference between the, the two? What's the difference between a router and a modem? Wait, why, you, you know the answer to that is no. You know better. Apparently, it's a big white tower that sits next to my TV because it started blinking weird. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys! Do you horrible, have my Do you have now. two internet boxes? What? Or just one? I don't know. The one that you unplugged and plugged back in. It's one. Okay, so you don't have anything that that plugs into that also has internet stuff involving it. Huh? Okay, so no, she no. has a router modem combo. I have a which... white tower that sits next to my TV that I assumed was the thing I had to unplug, so I did. Yeah. Yep. And then it blinked at me for a while. Yep. And then my printer worked. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid that everyone was going to get logged out of their shit. No. I didn't want to be the asshole that fucked with, I don't know. Technology. I really want you to come over for like a day uh, so I can just walk you around the studio and show you what everything does. Do you does. think that that will help? Probably, because that I also involves <laughs> internet and computers. I don't know that it'll 
Uh, you look face, like you have serious doubts. Bro, her face is otherwise. <laughs> her face is like, look. Look. Just, no, just, I mean, you can try. Have you? I have. Okay. Fuck it, dude. Uh, Fuck technology. I have. And yeah. that's what friends are for. Yes. And it clearly went over really well. <laughs> I she retained over. she retained a lot from that <laughs> conversation. I glaze over and I'm like, no. I I don't literally and I've said it before, but I have watched this woman nearly lay down on the floor in an Apple store. Oh no, I lost my shit. I had to go lay in the panties at Victoria's she, Secret. She walked straight across from the Apple store right across it to Victoria's Secret. It didn't matter Secret. what store it was. It but... didn't, and she just put her whole the whole upper half of her body on the closest table, which happened to be full of sweatpants. <laughs> and I was like, um... I have technophobia. I... It's a thing. I can't go into the Apple store. I start Mm-mm. to sweat and I freak the fuck out. I cannot do it. Yeah. It, it is was not my jam. Oh, the poor man trying to explain what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> she just, I was like, as soon as we walked in there, I knew it was only a matter of time before she completely checked out and had a meltdown. I was like, sir. And I did. Okay. And I she did. did. I was like, He's trying to tell me shit about my phone. I'm pissed yeah. already. I'm like, don't you know I will kill you? Do you not understand? I will slit your fucking throat in this Apple store. Yeah, I was Do like, you not understand? Like, you can't. I can't. He was trying to tell her what she... She did not... She wanted one option and one option only. Of what? Uh, to fix her phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's not an option. I'm going to tell you now... That's not going to work. I don't even right. remember what the fuck was wrong with it. It was point. when uh, the cloud, your cloud and Julian's cloud got mixed up. And so your music was not oh, somewhere yeah, that you no. wanted it to be. And he's like, well, you can just put it my all. My cloud and my son's cloud turned into a cloud. Yeah. So mm. she had like all of her son's music. On like, her iTunes. his friends would call him and it would ring to my phone. Yeah, it was oh, really weird. Shit. So that part got taken care of, but then the music situation was stressing her out because it was her son's music on her phone. Which and the, is bad. the guy was trying to explain how to fix it, and it was not the explanation she wanted. And I'm like, it's not going to be, so you need to prepare for that <laughs> immediately. And she's like, I just uh-huh. want my music here and he's like well this is what you have to do she's like but i want it here he's like okay but here's the thing it's not there anymore and i can't put it she's like but i want it i want it there here (laughs) and so she just oh no she just kind of blacked out in the store and i was like she is gone now. And I will curled up and I will help secret. you. And I I finished I'm dealing sure with I threw it. Threw my phone at her and went and curled up in Victoria's Secret because uh, I can't. Well, he was he already had your phone. You were I don't remember. I blacked out. Physically present, but no. Mentally, I'm assuming in Mexico. I was somewhere. <laughs> I was somewhere that was not but there because it, it got it got fixed just a different way mm, than sure. what she had wanted. I'm like, okay. well, 
but here's what you do now. And here, the black magic happened, and now here you go. She's like, oh, black magic. Yes, exactly. See, that's, that I understand. That's, sure. that's, that's understand. just how I explain technology to her all the time. She's like, but how? I'm like, black magic. She's like, ah, yes. Mm. I see. There it is. Got it. I understand. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, that's acceptable to me then. Fair. <laughs> it's black magic, then, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Yeah, it was Hi definitely guys. fine. But yeah, uh, Randall made his own wheat butter. 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 Wheat butter. He's had so, six pot cookies. Six so pot this cookies. It's going to be fun. I yeah. got some trim from a source I won't name because it's my business. And also, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to know this person aside from that you. Anyway. Right. It's my business, goddammit. <laughs> uh, so, got a bunch of trim and decided, well, the only thing I can do with this is make butter. So I looked up a couple ways to make butter. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, tell you. And <laughs> Randall said six weed cookies. He said tally. I was like, I, I, number one, have never heard you say that before. I've never said God, it But in also, life. I'm pretty sure you never have. So carry on. I've had vodka. You've had weed. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. had CBD soda. I'm chill as hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have, I was in, I, if any of you don't know this, I don't know if I've said it before, <laughs> but I, I took a semester in like culinary and restaurant management school and I have a giant fucking baking recipe book because like, baking was the cooking class I got to take my first semester. So in there are like super professional gourmet recipes for shit including cookies so i just made chocolate chip cookies and normally they are fucking fantastic on their own and these ones taste the same with a slight bit of grassiness to it just a little just a tinge i know i don't hate that when i have edibles though i don't hate i don't hate it if if it's too much then i'm like "Eh." but also i will like another one please right (laughs) exactly also give me so I also changed the recipe to be correct instead of a little compromised over my last one. And anyway, they came out really, really tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're that perfect, like, slight crunch on the outside, mostly doughy on the inside. Yes. Yeah, they're That's perfect. The perfect cookie. They're perfect. I'm going to need to test these for myself. Oh, yeah. They only take 12 minutes to make. That's right. They are, they are in the fridge ready to just cut and throw in the oven. Oh, That's a lot of weed cookies. Yeah. Okay, so I have enough to make between a thousand and fifteen hundred cookies. Oh no, that's too many cookies. What are you going to do with all that? Sell them. Sell them. Eat them. Oh, I sell them for a dollar each. <laughs> I can't because <laughs> that's really illegal. Mm. Is um, it? Yeah, you can't private sell. No. Oh. Yeah, you have Never to. Never mind. I'd have to get an LCC license to do that. So. Never mind. But I can give them away to a ton of people whose IDs I check and make sure they are over the age of 21. Just be sure to send a private message to ghosts and (laughs) We are legal. You must pick them up. (laughs) Do we have backhoes? I don't think so. I was going to write some down, and then I didn't. So, no. I'll go, uh, do you? Not that I'm aware of. Gwyneth is still a horse, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't fucking know. Skinny ass Actually, bitch. you know what? We're, we're, 
We're plugging along pretty well right now with time. Are we? So how about we take five minutes? <gasps> oh, let's do Are it. We gonna play the game. Let's play the goop game. Yes, the goop game. All right. Oh yeah, it's been a second. It's been a little bit. It's been a few it's weeks. It's been a hot minute. Let's see. Let's go. No travel as guides. I want oh. shit to buy. Let's go to beauty. Let's Ooh, go to beauty. beauty. Okay. Have we done beauty, beauty yet? Beauty products. Mm, no, because I, I typically so. just go for most expensive instead yeah. of perusing. Yeah. So let's look in skincare. You're so cute. Thank you. We're going to do skincare. I love, her. I love you. I am wearing my Unsolved Mystery sweatpants. I'm here for it. They're very comfortable. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh God! Woo! Oh fuck! Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, I was like, that's why I can't see. Number one, it's too far away. I can see your screen, but mm-hmm. I can't. I have no idea what I'm looking at. Also, because mm-hmm. I'm not wearing my glasses. Uh, Speaking of, <coughs> I just coughed. A coronavirus. Okay. Well, I don't have it. <laughs> All right. So, first product is the Zip Ox and Crystal Gel Kit. The fuck what does the fuck that... is a zip box and crystal gel kit? Whether your skin is breakout prone, okay, combination, okay. sensitive, or dry, or you just want to look more lifted and glowy, oh, this nano current device aims to stimulate collagen and elastin okay. to make anyone's skin look brighter and more supple. Okay, so it's like a I mask. Hate the word supple. Can we just talk about that for a minute? I fucking hate that word. It's a fair. It's a gross one. Supple. Um, it's like loaf. developed by legendary electric esthetician melanie simon it comes with a totally clean conductive gel a nourishing skin coddling serum that's a treatment in and of itself that you apply generously before using the device is incredibly easy and works well with your phone to deliver nine different electrical treatments each targeting a particular skin concern okay from sagging and dullness to breakouts yeah you can do it Day and night, weekly or monthly, the results are incredible. Huh. Okay. So it is a bottle of crystal gel, 2.7 fluid ounces, and the zip device, which kind of, this is going to be very specific. For anybody who has sleep apnea or is familiar with a lot of different CPAP machine uh, things, this looks like... The pillows that go under the nose. Oh, That's no. a very specific mask. Hell but no. it's it's owned like there's no straps or anything. It's just that. No. The huh. thing Still that no. sits on your nose. That's what it looks like. Okay. I don't know where the fuck you put it or what you do with it. There are instructions. Mm. But uh actually, let's jump in there. For use on the neck and face with our free iOS and Android Zip Beauty app for the treatment of all skincare concerns, both silver probes must be in firm contact with a thick layer of zip conductive gel in order to illuminate and begin treatments. I'm calling horse shit on all of it. Yeah. That sounds really stupid. So. Oh, no. What do we think? Oh, fuck this whore. All right. Uh, 550. Okay. Mm. Let's say it's not going to be as expensive as I think it is. I don't think. Okay. Um, I'm going to go four ninety five. 
Ooh. Is it way up? Okay, so you both lost Price is Right rules. Okay. It's 480. Ooh. You were so close. You were, you were close. so close. I said 550. This bitch is out of her fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, though. See those weird light masks? You feel like they should be a lot more expensive than they are because I've seen like Instagram and everything's like, hey, Eat my check ass out clinic. this fucking Eat weird face mask you should put on that's full of light and could help. Assholes. Maybe. The all of them. How long are each of your stories? Mine is very short. Mine's long. Yours is long? Yep. <laughs> How long is long? <laughs> like seven pages long. Oh, but you also have huge typeface. I do, because I'm an old lady, but I went for a big gun today. So it's probably closer to like four or five. Y'all yeah. hateful people. No, we're just but trying to figure true. it out. Oh, it's true. It's true. allowed totally to have true. big font? You use like 18-point font. Yeah, no, fine. I use 15. If that's, that's hey, still here's large. The thing. If that's what you got to use, <laughs> fucking dope. It's just because she- together at a time. So like a five-page story. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, it's because she's refused to go get glasses. Sure. Uh, I'm at that age now where I'm like, eh? I told her she Can needed- you please go get glasses? I know. I Look know how stylish she, those are. I know, they're so fucking cute. Look how cute she is. Yeah. I told her she needed to go get some foster grants from the Safeway just to see. Oh, sure. Just I have to, to sign up for vision insurance because I don't have it. Um, <sighs> thought I did. Mine's long. It's, yeah, no, mine's long. Anyway. But it's, you know. So we'll do one more. Okay, yeah. yeah no, go. We'll Into do it. one more. Um, Fuck this whore. Elixir Vitae. Oh, Jesus. Fuck you and your stew. Who came up with this? V-I-T-A-E. Yeah. I hate you, Gwyneth. Tata Harper has completely reimagined her incredible best-selling super serum. I'm sorry, who? Tata Harper. Tata? Tata Tata Harper? T-A-T-A Harper. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Her best-selling super serum to do even more for the skin. It now includes 72 powerful, high-performance ingredients, including Spanish lavender extract, Acmela, summer snowflake bulb. What even is that? No idea. Assholes. Um, Date seed extract, algae, and pistachio resin. Shut the fuck. Okay. I can tell you right now uh, as an esthetician that a lot of that stuff pistachio. is just flowery bullshit that might do something, but I'm going to guarantee you that everything listed is in such a small amount that it makes no real difference. Pistachio Algae. resin? Algae, sure. Great. Pistachio resin, though, if you're allergic to nuts of any kind, do not put that anywhere near your face. Right. Right? Um, yeah. What the uh, fuck is pistachio resin even supposed to do? I didn't even know that pistachio was a thing that could be used on your skin. I don't think it is. They're damn good nuts, though. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I... <laughs> They're salty goodness, but you don't put them on your face. I need. I need to know... I need to She's know. A dirty I need to know. Whore. Okay. The supercharged new ingredients support healthy skin. What is it? Well, hyaluronic. Oh, hyaluronic acid. Yeah, okay. it's a hard word. It's, <laughs> it's that's legit though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Acid drenches it in moisture. That is true. It's true. Pat yeah. the serum into the skin for an instant glow. Your skin will stay smooth and supple all day long. One fluid ounce. Okay. Well, hyaluronic acid is in everything. Um, 
Also, I'm already calling 150. If you use it too much, it might irritate Hyaluronic? your skin. Hyaluronic? Hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic. Yeah. Okay. 150 for an ounce. 150? Yep. Okay. Mm, I want to say 90. Oh. You fucking sweet, innocent babies. Oh, is it way oh, more expensive? Oh, you whore. Even La Mer, it, well, no, La Mer is more, and so I was, like, going on the low end. If she's trying to compete with La Mer, then I don't know what to say. 450 Jesus. This bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, you nuts. Fuck your pistachios. Fuck your tata. Fuck all of you. Guys. And all of your things. Y'all, you don't need to spend that much on an ounce of no, serum, because guess what? It. There are a lot of them that are very inexpensive that do the exact same thing. Horseshit. Probably better, even. Yeah. Dude. Um, All right. Here's here's what... I want to do one more. Yes. All right. I'm ready. And I'm switching over to y'all's fucking wheelhouse over here. Oh, hair? Yeah. We're going to do some hair. Mm. So... Hair products. Hair products. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, okay, okay. All right. All right, here we go. Pro Dryer 2000. Oh, no. Legendary hairstylist Harry Josh. Dunno. That's a hilarious name. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Josh. That's, I've got a Harry Josh. Harry Josh. Sure. Created this incredible, like no other blow dryer after years of Uh-oh. trying to find one that made blow drying easier and better. The dryer is super lightweight yeah. with a power powerful 80 mile an hour rotor. All right. Are, th- are hair dryer motors measured in miles per hour? Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, RPMs? Babyliss actually has a blow dryer made by Ferrari. Huh. Yeah. Well, you, and we use them literally all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our, the, the hair dryer I use, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. But it's made to last because I use it all, all day, day long. long. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. As opposed to my a, blow dryer that I bought at the motor, Walmart. Yeah, a motor made by Ferrari is a normal thing okay. in my world. So, do go on and yeah. I'm call this bitch out. <laughs> uh, with a powerful 80 mile an hour uh, motor that cuts drying time in half. Uh-huh. There are eight different heat speeds, or uh-huh. heats, or eight different heat speed and ion settings to satisfy the most exacting professional, including a cold shot button for extra shine, uh-huh. frizz control, uh-huh. a dual filtration system that sure. reduces energy consumption by up to 70%. Sure. Okay. Even the cord, it's nine feet long, so oh. you can blow dry in any direction and never accidentally unplug it, is a brilliant idea. Okay, and well. the chic mate mint green color was chosen by GP herself. Oh. Okay, Gwyneth. Mint green is horrible and you suck assholes. So, is that it? Uh, eight, eight, the two concentrator attachments, 1875 watts, 125 volts. The product is not internationally compatible for outside the U.S. and Canada. has a two-year warranty. Okay. Do I know what the regular person would pay for something like that? Yes, I do. So I'm going to go with 
the price that the normal consumer would pay as opposed to what I would pay for something like that in my supply house. Okay. So I'm going to say 350. 350? Mm-hmm. What would you pay from your supply house? 125. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I I've paid 150. Up to one fifty for a fucking hair dryer. Yeah, okay. at at my cost, right, and that's right, a three hundred dollar dryer for the average fucking person. Okay, but yeah, I, that feels right. I'll yeah. say like because of all the extras, as in there's no the, extras. You could be a dick and do three fifty one. Right, I know. I just feel like it's like because like you know the specific Gwyneth Paltrow selected matte green color may add like 50 bucks to it so i'll say i'll say 400 400 apparently this bitch is about to piss me off isn't she apparently gwyneth was reasonable this time around oh, okay. because it is 249 oh yeah, all right yeah. so there you go that's okay. great okay standard fuck you still though fuck you <laughs> Hey, guess what? Still fuck you. Um, okay. It's like it's a hair dryer, Gwyneth. Calm down. We're already a half hour in, but I can't stop. I want to do one more. Because <laughs> this one seems pretty... Randall is high. Yeah. A little bit. This seems bonkers. I'm this ready. one seems Really? F- fr- like, looking at the picture and looking at the price, this looks fucking bonkers. So, okay. uh, this chic pistachio colored box fuck contains... Fuck her her pistachio, dude. <laughs> Contains four hair essentials, a classic boar bristle brush, a detangling wide tooth comb, a silkifying hair serum, and a generous quick drying microfiber hair towel. And in parentheses, we're especially obsessed with the towel, which miraculously holds all your hair in with a cool looking elastic. It's not a miracle, Gwyneth. It's a fucking towel, you ass. It's a micro. You can go. It's a towel with a rubber band. You can can wrap your hair in a t shirt, you fucking fuck. You can go to literally any store. Yes. And buy the Turby Twist, which has been around since at least the early 90s, which is exactly. A microfiber towel with an elastic to put on your head. <laughs> My cousin had one. She ordered it from the television in the mid-90s. So. So you can buy that for, I believe, probably $14. Okay. At maximum. Here's the score. At the Walmart. What I would pay for that is about 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, 40 Okay. In my head. I'm going to say she's she's going for a good 80, 90 bucks. Okay. Because she's a dumb whore. That. So there's a serum, a towel, a brush, and a comb. Right. And um, a fancy box, apparently. And she's an asshole, so there's that. There's also oh, that. and there's a jade, a jade green three-minute hourglass. What is her deal with green? Uh, it's supposed to remind you to brush your hair or simply Fuck, take no, a small break. God, eat my ass, Gwyneth, you asshole. I'm so sick of your shit. 125. Um, okay. Nope. Oh, God. I'm going to be so mad, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is called The Set. No, you know what? By Crown Affair. Fucking fuck. All right. $220. <gasps> I am offended. No, I am offended. <laughs> Absolutely dirty not. Fucking whore! I'm offended, and I don't get offended. She's a dumb bitch. Eat my ass, Gwyneth! You fucking flower eating whore. That. 
No. That's no. I just have nothing. I can't. She's offensive. I have nothing else to say to her right. aside from no, absolutely not. <laughs> She's fucking offensive. Um, I don't like her. So, Doctor Doctor Vendo, I love you. Yes. Usually, okay. So we have played the game again. You <laughs> have heard how offended we all are. Do your thing. I look forward to your reply. Do what you do. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I just Wait, I needed to know what pistachios. Why okay. are you putting them? Sure. In skincare. Uh, and this is, I typed in, what does pistachio resin do in skincare? And Nothing. And was like, well, pistachio oil is a potent antioxidant. Oh, okay. Helps the body counteract free radicals, helping to prevent key molecules in the skin cells from becoming damaged. Okay, sure. Yeah. But nothing about the powder. She's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So apparently it's just, it's got antioxidants in it. She's Real quick. Horrible what do you think asshole. a consumer would pay for a high-end straightening iron? Oh, flat irons? Yeah. You could pay up to 150 Okay, yeah. she's she's starting 200 bucks for yeah. a 1.25 well, inch. she's an asshole, eh. yeah. so. Oh. Well, yeah, no. That's yeah. that's not too much more. I mean, it just depends on what brand you're getting. Right. But, yeah, no, that's that's the only one that I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's on par. Bastards. Oh. She's got a $200 brush she's in here. Dick. Why? She's Gwyneth. a dick. That's why. Stop. We hate Gwyneth Paltrow. That I don't to be a shirt. I don't that we hate need. her. <laughs> I can't say that I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. She just is severely disappointing. Just say. I hate just maybe just a T-shirt that says like for. "Fuck you, GP." Yeah. You dirty, dirty. Whore. Flaxen-haired she demon. Yeah. Flat. Yeah. yeah. She's horrible. Well, I mean, that's that's a name worth. Attaching to someone you hate. She has flax. She just severely we don't like and, her and grossly. Maybe that's it. She's, she's severely and severe. grossly disappointing yeah. as she's a human person. Yeah. Everything horrible. I'm like, why are you like this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't be bothered. It just, it's very disappointing. Yeah. Gwyneth, I feel like Gwyneth. you could, you could do. Gwyneth, we don't like you. You could do and be so much. Better. Could she? She could. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, really? Maybe. I don't know. Who goes first? I do. Go. Mine is actually <laughs> very short. Oh, mine is not. I'm glad because you so told me. Oh, that's good. You I went for a big me. gun today, so. I'm ready. Oh, yeah, yours is short. Shit. I know, and All it's right. like one of the shortest I've ever done. Well, here we go, because mine is not. <laughs> so, we generally celebrate spookiness year-round. I am a spoopy bitch. Yes, but it is now <laughs> officially the season where everybody gets on our level, or at least tries to. Randall and his cookies. Yeah, I'm going to need some of those in a little bit. Um, God damn it. Oh, son of a bitch. But everybody else, like you know, I said, gets on our level this year as far as spookiness goes. Hey, everyone on our level. We try around <laughs> Halloween time. Um, what is spookier than a vengeful ghost? Oh, no. Mm. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> no more. I need somebody to check on Hathaway. I'm very concerned that I haven't heard from him <laughs> right? personally since the 90s. Uh, but this is the legend of the cursed grave of Carl Pruitt. Ooh, who's that? I will tell you. Please do. Uh, so, picture it. I do. Pulaski County, Kentucky. June 
1938. Carl Pruitt comes home from work that evening to find his wife in bed with another man. Uh oh. Yeah. So before shit could pop off, the man jumped out the nearest window and ran away, Hi. leaving Mrs. Pruitt to face uh, the wrath of her husband all alone. Oh, no. Yeah, so Pruitt grabbed a small piece of chain, strangled his wife to death with it, and then killed himself. That is an interesting choice. Yep. Uh, so when it came time to bury them, Mrs. Pruitt's family refused to let Carl be buried next to her. In fact, they insisted that he be buried in a completely different cemetery in a completely different town. Okay. Which, honestly, fair. Sure. Yeah, no. Um, about a month after he was buried, cemetery visitors started noticing something strange happening to Carl Pruitt's grave. Oh, no. uh, mysterious spots of discoloration began to appear on the headstone. Um, and remember, it's June in Kentucky, so... I'm it's hot as balls. Rain. Ball sacks, too. It's not, and it's only been a month, so... Just water spots and stuff. Right. We'll see. Uh, but eventually the spots seemed to connect into what looked like a chain draped over the grave. Okay. So just weird little spots. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in some accounts it said that it was um, patches of discolored grass that formed a chain around his grave. Sure. And some other accounts say that the random discolorations on the headstone itself were in the shape of a cross. But, in any case, superstitious locals began to worry and take the appearance of the chain as a bad omen. Um, They suggested that it be removed from the cemetery and destroyed, but city officials ignored their requests. This reminds me of the Witch of Yazoo County. Mm Mm-hmm. So, not long after the appearance of the supernatural chain, rumors started to circulate about Carl Pruitt's grave, as they do in a small town. So, one afternoon, a young boy named James Collins and his friends decided to ride their bikes to the cemetery and take a look at the allegedly cursed grave, as they do. I would, too. It was 1938. There was nothing to do. Literally. So, they're like, we're going to go on down to the cemetery and check out this Spooky gravestone. Spooky. Sure, why not? Um, so to impress his friends and show that he wasn't a chicken, James chucked a rock at Pruitt's headstone and chipped it. Ah. Um, because you know that's that's like you see that in old movies and stuff where people are like, "Oh, I dare you to go up to the porch of that haunted house and Do knock the, the door and run yes, away." So yes. it was. I'm assuming one of those kinds of situations. So since no one rose from the grave following James's rock throwing, the kids decided the rumors were bogus and decided to leave. However, however, I really like your Uggs. They're very slippery. Thank They're you. new. They're very comfortable. They're very cute. Um, on the ride home, James's bike suddenly began to speed up on its own. Oh. And soon enough, the bike was out of control. It went off the road and ran into a tree. Somehow. <laughs> Why am I I don't know. You shouldn't. My bike won't stop. <laughs> it won't. Well, it's not. I can't control my bike. He can't. And then the chain of his bike came undone and wrapped around his neck and oh choked God. him to death. I just his legs out that he can't control my bike. Oh, that's horrible, though. Sorry, yes. Yeah. He died. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how you missed that when I said it strangled him to death. <laughs> but okay. Oh no. Yes, it, it strangled him to death. His own bike chain. Oh no. Yeah. It's so bad. 
So, following the freak accident, the rumors of Carl Pruitt's vengeful ghost began to pick up, uh, especially after people inspected the headstone and found no evidence of the chip that James had caused. His friends were insistent that they'd seen it themselves and that the headstone seemed to have miraculously fixed itself. Uh, the next victim of Carl Pruitt's cursed grave was James Collins's mother. Uh, distraught with grief over losing her son, Mrs. Collins took a small hand axe to the cemetery and wailed on Pruitt's headstone and didn't stop until the whole thing was in pieces. Oh, she's pissed. Well, yeah. Uh, the next day, while hanging the laundry out to dry, uh, Mrs. Collins slipped and became tangled in the clothesline. Uh, she became frantic while trying to free herself and ended up getting strangled. Uh, oh, no. Following her death, it's rumored that there was rock dust discovered on the head of her axe, which was also dented. Like, she was not fucking around. She meant it when she, she destroyed that headstone. But Carl Pruitt's grave was again miraculously whole. Huh. Uh, Carl Pruitt would claim yet another victim, this time a local farmer. One evening, the farmer and his family were riding past the cemetery in their wagon when the farmer decided to let his family know that in... No uncertain terms. He didn't believe that the grave was cursed and that he wasn't scared of ghosts. Okay. I don't know why suddenly he would do that, but I'm going to assume there may have been some barn bathtub gin involved. <laughs> That's the only guess I have. Um, so the farmer then decided to take out his revolver and shoot at Pruitt's headstone. Huh. Again, bathtub barn gin. gin. Sure. Um, he nicked the stone causing some pieces to fly off, and whether it was the ghost of Carl Pruitt or the noise, uh, the horses got spooked and ran. Okay. So the farmer's family jumped from the wagon to safety. I'm out! Mm-hmm. Um, but in an attempt to rein in the horses, the farmer stayed where he was. Uh, the wagon was out of control. It took a curve in the road, and the farmer was thrown from his seat. Uh, before hitting the ground, he became entangled in one of the trace chains, which snapped his neck. Huh. Uh, after the farmer's death, Pruitt's grave was once again fully intact. Huh. So after this incident, locals were more convinced than ever that Carl Pruitt's grave was cursed. Uh, the panic made its way to a congressman who decided to send a couple of police officers out to the cemetery to investigate the claims. Huh. I'm just going to put it out there that mm -hmm. congressman... Is our brain twin power of today. Oh, excellent. Yes. Um, so they found the task quite silly, uh, but the officers joked about the rumors and laughed off the ghost stories while taking photos of Pruitt's headstone. Once they'd finished in the cemetery, they left to go interview some of the townsfolk about the stories that they'd been telling. While on the road, the officer behind the wheel happened to glance into the rearview mirror and spied a bright light near Pruitt's grave. Initially, he thought it was reflection of some kind, but then realized that it was following their car. Oh, no. A little creeped out, he started to drive a bit faster, but the light kept following behind the car. His partner, getting a little concerned, begged the driver to slow down, but his pleas went unanswered as the speeding car swerved, crashed between two posts, and rolled over a few times. Uh, the officer that had been in the passenger seat had been thrown from the car and only sustained minor injuries. Sadly, he discovered that his partner had been killed as he went to help him out of the wreckage. Oh, no. However, it However. wasn't the crash that killed him. As it turns out, when the car crashed through the posts, a chain that had been hanging between them managed to shatter the windshield and wrap itself around the driver's neck, nearly decapitating him from the force. Chains are the theme of the day. Uh-huh. 
and after the officer's death, locals began to avoid the cemetery completely. Except for one man named Arthur Lewis. He thought all the stories were garbage and intended to prove that they were nothing more than exactly that. Stories. Okay. He let his wife know that he intended to destroy the headstone, and once he made it home alive, he'd be able to prove that there was no such thing as a curse. This is going to go poorly. You're correct. He made his way to Pruitt's grave one night and started in on it with a hammer and chisel. Being a small place, the neighbors surrounding the cemetery could absolutely hear Lewis desecrating the grave and eventually heard his terrified screams. Oh, no. Uh, Soon after, a few local men weighed their way down to the cemetery to investigate the reason behind the screaming and found Arthur Lewis's dead body. Uh, It appeared that something had scared him badly enough to make him run from Pruitt's grave, and in his panic, he seemed to to have forgotten about the long chain that wrapped around the main gates at night. Okay. Uh, This chain had been wrapped around Lewis's neck, killing him. So he tried to run through the gate. Got it. Got tangled up in the chain that they used to close the cemetery at night. Got it. Choked him to death. Indeed. And although uh, although plenty of people heard him chiseling away at Pruitt's headstone, there was no evidence that it had ever been touched. Uh, shortly after the death of Arthur Lewis, all of the bodies and headstones in the cemetery were relocated, except for Carl Pruitt. Uh, his grave was forgotten and over time became covered with weeds. Uh, and in 1958, it said that a strip mining operation finally destroyed the grave. All five deaths related to the curse of Carl Pruitt remain unexplained. Huh. And that is the legend of the cursed grave of Carl Pruitt. Very interesting. Right? Uh, sources were Ranker, Juliet Bennett Ryla, 1428elm.com, Billy Cripps, coolinterestingstuff.com, and then completelykentucky.fandom.com in a passage from a book by Troy Taylor called Beyond the Grave. I thought that was a fun little ghost story. That is a good ghost story. Whether there's any truth to it or not, I can't tell you. Right. Not our place to say. No, but it is a very fun, spoopy little legend that I liked. Well, the story I have for y'all today is very fucking real. Very documented. And uh, I went for a big gun today. I did. Are y'all ready? Yes. See. You ready? Okay. So, it's going to take you literally 1.3 seconds when I start this to to know where I've gone. So, have y'all ever wondered where the saying, don't drink the Kool-Aid came from? Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, shit. (laughs) You ever wondered that? Good God. Or also, he was off-brand flavor aid and yeah. every time somebody every time somebody says that phrase i'm like i don't want to be the well actually guys but right. or the You're saying wrong. that he drank the kool-aid or she drank the kool-aid uh-huh. or don't drink the kool-aid came from Fucking well buckle the fuck in you guys i'm gonna tell you and i'll boy. assume that most of you know where i'm going with this but in case you don't i'm taking us back to a classic an oldie but a goodie, the Kool-Aid King himself, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Oof. So, this story ends with 909 cult members, 
304 of them being children, a congressman, an NBC reporter and cameraman, as well as two San Francisco examiner photographers, all dead. Which was, until the September 11th attacks, the largest number of civilian casualties in a non-natural event. Damn. But first, we need to go to the beginning. James Warren Jones was born May 13th, he's a Taurus, 1931 in Crete, Indiana, to parents James Thurman Jones and Lynette Putnam. Jim's father was a World War I veteran, and the Great Depression hit the family hard, and like most families, they fell on hard times, which led them to move to Lynn, Indiana, where Jim grew up poor in a small shack with no indoor plumbing. Jim, in a surprise to literally no one, was described by those who knew him as a really weird kid. Shocking. Who was obsessed with religion and death. He studied the writings of Stalin, Marx, Mao, Gandhi, and Hitler. In a 2006 documentary called Jonestown, The Life and Death of People's Temple, one of Jim's childhood friends said that Jim was a loner, but when he did hang out with his friends, he would take them up to the loft in his family's barn and essentially have them as a captive audience to listen to him fucking bloviate. And... He even locked them all in once. Jim was also known to kill small animals and hold funerals for them. He was fascinated with Hitler, and when Hitler committed suicide in 1945, rather than being captured, Jim was impressed. And that was most likely an event that Jim kept locked in the old memory bank. Now, for being such a a fan of Hitler, Jim was not down with the KKK which his father had been a member of. Jim and his father argued about the issue of race regularly and did not speak. He did not speak to his father for several years after James Sr. refused to let one of Jim's black friends into the home. Jim's parents split and he and his mother moved to Richmond, Indiana, where he graduated from high school with honors. In 1949, Jim, oh, there we go, married Marceline Baldwin. They moved to Bloomington, Indiana, where Jim went to college starting in 1951. He was also now beginning to attend gatherings put on by the Communist Party USA. Now, I don't know how many of you recall your U.S. history classes, but those were the days of McCarthyism. Mm -hmm. There was a Red Scare going on in the U.S. and lots of Soviet spies and such. The U.S. government was weeding out communists, communists, which, if you'll recall, Jim was super into. So Jim came up with a way to demonstrate his Marxism, and he came up with a plan, which was to infiltrate the church. Church was it. In 1952, Jim became a student pastor at the Somerset Southside Methodist Church, which he did not stay at long because they would not allow African Americans to attend, so he headed to a Seventh-day Baptist church where he saw his first faith healing And he was smitten. He saw how much people were willing to pay for such services, and he saw dollar signs. In 1955, Jim founded his own church, 
which had a few names until it became the People's Temple Christian Church Full Gospel. That's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. You should, you really could, doesn't. They just you could have really, just stopped it, after the, the People's, People's Temple. Temple. Christian Church Full Gospel. It just, you know. You could have even stopped the People's Church. The People's, de- people, people's Temple Christian sure, Church. Why sure, not? Something. Sure. But it's, that was. It was excessive. Uh, too as much. Too many words. Was he? Also, yes. And the church welcomed people of all ethnic groups. Now, other than Hitler and the communists, Jim looked up to another man. That man was named Father Divine. Father Divine. I don't like that. Or Reverend M.J. Divine, which was short for Major Jealous Divine. Shut shut up. Uh Uh-huh. Or as he liked to be called, God. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's about as fucking nutty as y'all are thinking. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just going to put that out there. Now, not much is known about him or his real name, but he was a black evangelist and he had his own cult. I mean church. I mean cult. And it was called the International Peace Mission Movement, which he started in no shit 19 fucking 10. He was old as dirt. Now, his story is short but wacky. So if you are so inclined to look him up, go for it. He's a fucking nut. But he did give Jim what Jim thought was some very important advice for starting his own cult. I mean church. I mean cult. Which was, and Jim took this shit to heart, and he put it to good use. Father Divine said, find an enemy, make sure they know who the enemy is. It will unify those in the group and make them subservient to you. Hmm. Right. So, now we go into 1960. Jim has been appointed director of the Human Rights Commission of Indianapolis. That just seems terrible. Uh, He was going to NAACP and Urban League meetings, encouraging people to get more militant in their causes. Jim and Marceline adopted several non-white children and referred to his children as his rainbow family, which is a term he also began to use when talking about members of his temple, as well as encouraging them all to adopt children specifically from Korea after the 1950 invasion. In 1959, they had their only biological child, a son they named Stephen Gandhi Jones. And in 1961, they became the first white couple in Indiana to adopt a black child. So they're not doing bad shit. They're doing good shit, With bad shit. (laughs) So, it's so convoluted. Uh, The members of the temple were not blind devotees. They were people of all classes and races. Hardworking people that devoted themselves to their community and helping those in need. One former member, Catherine Barber, said, The people were the attraction of the temple. So much of it was revolving around Jim Jones, and he was the one who was actually given the credit for everything, but the people were the attraction. It was amazing to be walking into a place and have African Americans really warming, really warmly welcoming you and talking to you and sharing stories with you. It was sweet. 
They all did consider themselves a family. I didn't like the sound of that. I didn't either. That lady sounded it really sounded patronizing. super fucking patronizing, right? She's like, oh, I'm assuming. The since it was were nice to me. She's like, like oh, they're, right? like, they're like real people. Right? <laughs> Thank you. That's yes, the, that's it's totally I was patronizing. Getting. Yeah, she's like, you just walk into this church and there are the collards is probably what she really said. That's what was bothering me the most about her statement was that African Americans really warmingly welcoming you like they wouldn't have before. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Exactly. I know it's fucking patronizing. Like, But again, this is where this whole thing goes. There's, he's doing good things but very fucking misguided. That sounds like modern religion. In general, I yes, but he's, I don't even account this as fucking religion. It's just, anyway, so they all did consider themselves a family. And well, as we all know better, because for all his good works, I believe that Jim's intentions were always misguided. By the mid-60s, Jim had decided that there would be a nuclear attack on July 15th, 1967, specifically. Okay. And he had read an article in Esquire magazine that listed the nine safest places to be in the event of a nuclear war. So he decided that they all needed to move to Redwood Valley, California. So his immediate family and about 70 other members did just that. Jim was a paranoid dude. Shocking. Yeah, he a was a cult really, leader? No. Yeah. Paranoid? Shocking. Loved Hitler? What? Right? Marxist? Huh? Sure. Mao? Stalin? How? All of them? What? Cool. Paranoid. Yeah. That does that doesn't sure. fit at all. No. <laughs> he was really super into doomsday apocalypse thing. The it was a jam. As well as the idea of creating an Eden on Earth. So, we're going into the 70s now. Jim has a temple in San Francisco and L.A. Okay. The cult was growing, and Jim's new jam was rejecting Christianity as well as the Bible. Jim Jam. His new angle was... Jim Jam. Apolistic socialism. Huh. What's the first part mean? Apolistic? Uh Uh-huh. It's like the Apolistic Lutherans. It's like... Apostolic? Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, apostolic. Apostolic. Okay. Thank you. You said apolistic, and for some reason, yep. my brain was immediately no. thinking of actual apples. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm me like, too. I know that's not Here's right. <laughs> apostolic is the right word, and that's a word I, str- I struggle with a lot because uh, there's okay. a bunch of them out in Battleground, Washington, and I, oh, sure. I can never remember the name. They're the Lutherans that. Apostolic. Apolistic. Are those apolistic. The, They're apostolic do they, Lutherans. Do they call them bunners? Yes. Is that who those yep. are? Yep, 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 yep. So apostolic is basically kind of like a uh, like a Hasidic, right? It's it's just a form of okay, sure, a higher level of Lutheran, okay. or what have you. So he's apostolic. There it is. Socialism. Okay, it's Got a it. higher form of socialism. Of socialism. So he's just a and douche. It is not apolistic. He's just a douche. And my mouth parts. Yes. He's just a massive douche. Yes, super douche. <laughs> But he was preaching that those that are drugged with the opiate of religion had to be brought to the enlightenment of Fuck socialism. You. He was also starting to preach that he was the reincarnation of Gandhi, Jesus, Buddha, Vladimir Lenin, and 
Father Divine, who had died in 1965. All the hits, all the classics, all of them are in there. Side note, when Father Divine died, Jim tried to incorporate the International Peace Mission Movement into the temple, Uh but the Widow Divine was having none of it. She shut his ass down, but Jim did pilfer some members Hmm. into his temple. Former member Hugh Forston Jr. quoted Jim as saying, What you need to believe in is what you can see. If you see me as your friend, I'll be your friend. As you see me as your father, I'll be your father. If you see me as your savior, I'll be your savior. If you see me as your God, I'll be your God. In 1973, he was arrested for lewd conduct. In a Los Angeles movie theater. And according to former member Joyce Houston, Jim said that all of us were homosexuals. Everyone except him. He was the only heterosexual on the planet and that the women were all lesbians. The guys were all gay. And so anyone who showed an interest in sex was just compensating. Yes, that's I. What? what? Yes. What? Yep. Yep. Would you like me to? Sure, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Jim said. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Jim said that all of us were homosexuals. Everyone except him. He was the only heterosexual on the planet. And that the women were all lesbians. The guys were all gay. And so anyone who showed interest in sex was just compensating. That didn't get more clear the second time around. Uh (laughs) It didn't help. If you are a woman having sex with a man, you're just compensating because you're actually homosexual. That doesn't... No. No. Not, like I'm, un- I understand. I, I, what yeah, you're saying, no, I can't, I can't but... make it. Make, I can't make it rational. I can't no. do that for any of y'all. So there's no rationalizing. This is what the man said. Crazy peeps. Yeah. Well, there is. They're on their own plane. They've got their own logic yeah. that does not. Yeah. Do, truly. Do yeah. To themselves. So right. It, I don't, not saying that it actually makes any sense, I but to them. I just don't yeah. want it. So here we are, oh, mid-70s, right? It's punching my microphone, it's yeah. fine. The temple headquarters is in San Francisco, and per usual, Jim is conning his way into politics. Weird. Shocking. People loved him. They yeah. did. He's been appointed the chairman of the San Francisco Housing Authority Commission, which put him in contact with prominent national politicians, and they fucking loved and praised him. He was we- he was meeting with Walter Mondale, First Lady Rosalind Carter, Harvey Milk. He was attending governor's dinners, and shit was great. Until the summer of 1977. When a San Francisco Chronicle reporter brought a story to New West Magazine... As opposed to the Chronicle, because Jim had many paid contacts in all of the media. Weird. So this reporter went to an outside source. And... Did their job. Yep. Uh, The story included allegations from former Temple members of physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. Jim was having sex with both male and female members... And he was also not keen on members having sexual relations with each other. Jim having contacts 
at the Chronicle got wind of the story that the story was about to drop and his family and several hundred temple members took off to a compound the temple owned in Guyana and he named the settlement Jonestown. He sure did. Yeah, yeah. so he did. Jonestown was going to be the perfect communist community. A utopia. Consisting of the purest common communists. And this also meant you weren't fucking allowed to leave. Hold, please. Uh-huh. And it pro- it's probably not. not a thing, but my brain just was like, hey, did the word commune come from the word communist? The word commune came... That's just a they're related, but I see yeah. what you're saying. My brain was like, oh. yes, yes. Even though I'm like, I know that's not a thing, but it's related, but yes, different. Yes, like is that is that how it came? The, the connotations the, are different. Yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah. the communist is the ideology of having a perfect commune. Yes. yes. So no one was allowed to leave the compound. No, Jim was also at this point addicted to barbiturates and totally off of his fucking rocker, which is interesting because drugs were something that were not allowed in the temple. Mm -hmm. So many of the temple members actually came to the temple as drug addicts and Jim got them clean. He helped them. Like So many people actually truly did better their lives going through the temple and drugs were not a thing that were allowed. Alcohol was not a thing. But Jim, the whole time, shock, secretly addicted to drugs. Weird. That never happens. Shocking. Right. So, like any good utopian society slash cult, the people worked hard and they built their community. They built uh, housing, a school, a clinic. They cleared fields and planted crops. He also had every member, every member sign a blank piece of paper, blank, which was a contract that if they ever tried to leave, he would fill in to suit his purpose, like taking their child, their children, their property, their this, their that. He could fill it in in any fucking way he chose, and they would blindly sign it. Hmm. Fun. But, um, so... If a member did get away, he would send them their belongings, some of which would be poisoned. So, Jim had the compound doing what he called revolutionary suicide practices. There were loudspeakers all over the place, and he would talk or have tapes playing of him speaking almost 24 fucking hours every fucking day. And the rule was no one could speak when Jim was speaking, which was damn near 24 hours a day. Now, every now and then, you would hear the shout, White Knight, White Knight, get to the pavilion, run, your lives are in danger. And Jim told his followers that they had to do these practices because back in the U.S., African Americans were being put into concentration camps and that there was genocide in the streets. He told them that the U.S. was going to come and torture and kill them all for following the socialist way. Jim, being the sick fuck that he was, 
had people out in the jungle shooting into the air to drive his message home. People were fucking terrified. One time he had women with trays come out full of cups and he flat out told them that it was cyanide laced Kool-Aid or flavor aid and that they had to drink it or they would be forced to and if they ran they'd be shot. They drank and nothing happened. Why? Because it wasn't poisoned. Jim started to laugh and clap his hands and he said, now I can trust you. Go home my darlings and sleep tight. Shit was not okay. And it was about to get worse. In February 1977, a man named Timothy Stowen defected from the temple and left Guyana. His six-year-old son, John, was left behind. Why? Jim would not allow children to leave. He wouldn't allow anyone to leave. But if you got away, you best believe you ain't taking your kids with you. You signed a contract, right? You signed Mm -hmm. that blank-ass piece of paper. Your children aren't going with you. Yikes. Right. Jim also claimed to be John's father. Because back in San Francisco, before they left, Timothy's wife was wanting to defect. So Timothy told Jim to have sex with his wife to keep her in. She got pregnant. No one ever really knew if it was Timothy or Jim's child. Jim claimed the child. So, Stowen formed a concerned relatives group for people that had family members back in Jonestown. In 1978, he took his concerns to D.C. to meet with the State Department and members of Congress. He was not going to fuck around with this. He wanted his son back. California Congressman Leo Ryan was particularly interested because most of Jonestown were his constituents from San Francisco. Hmm. He wrote a letter to the Guyanese Prime Minister to let him know what the fuck was up. On April 11th, 1978, the Concerned Relatives Group provided a a packet of documents, letters, and affidavits to the press and Congress titled Accusation of Human Rights Violations by Reverend James Warren Jones. And in 1978, escaped member Deborah Layton provided another affidavit detailing the crimes and substandard living conditions in Jonestown. The good congressman from California was going to Guyana to investigate the allegations, and with him would be members of the Concerned Relatives Group, reporters from various papers, and an NBC reporter and camera crew. They arrived in Guyana November 15th. Two days later, they took a small plane to Port Kaituma, where a limousine picked them up and took them to Jonestown. Buckle up. Uh, Jim hosted a reception for the delegation in the pavilion that evening. Things looked to be fine, but I'm sure that Ryan was not fucking buying this shit. A temple member named Vernon Gosney slipped a note to one of the NBC crew. It was a note for the congressman begging for help. He wanted out. On November 18th, a man named Don Sly tried to attack Congressman Ryan with a knife, which was unsuccessful. Ryan was like, I'm out. I've seen enough. I'm leaving. And I'm taking 15 members of your crew with me. 15 people wanted out then and there. Jim calmly watched them all leave. When the delegation got to the airstrip, 
Jim's private guards, he called the Red Brigade, showed up and opened fire. Congressman Ryan, NBC reporter Don Harris, NBC cameraman Bob Brown, San Francisco San Francisco Examiner photographer Greg Robinson, and Temple member Patricia Parks, words are hard, all died immediately. Larry Layton, one of the members that was supposedly defecting, bullshit, pulled out a gun and opened fire on those that had already boarded the plane. One of the cameramen actually caught the first few seconds of the attack on film. It's a thing. You can see it. It's there. Seven members of the delegation and 13 of the defectors survived the attack. This was also the day that Jim and his followers would die. Hmm. The people were called to the pavilion. This was not a drill. There is a 45-minute audio recording of the suicide in progress, and it is fucking disturbing. To say the least. It was utter fucking chaos. Some people ran into the jungle. Some were shot. Some weren't. Some made it. He told his people that men were coming, that they would parachute in here on us, shoot some of our innocent babies. They'll torture our children. They'll torture some of our people here. They'll torture our seniors. And grape Kool-Aid slash Flavorade uh, was mixed, made and mixed up with cyanide and a sedative. Some members cried and Jim said, stop these hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists, communists to die. We must die with some dignity. Don't be afraid to die. Death is just stepping over into another plane. It's our friend. Marceline protested the killing of the children and she was forcibly restrained and made to drink her cup. Children were given theirs by their parents and families were told to lay down together. Some were held down and given their dose by injection and as people started to die, they were checked with a stethoscope and those that had a heartbeat were shot. At the end of the audio recording, Jim said... We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. Jim Jones then laid down on a pillow on the floor of his office near his desk and shot himself in the head. The aftermath of Jonestown was difficult, to say the least, for those that survived it and those that did escape. Three of Jones's sons survived only because they weren't at Jonestown that day. They were at an away basketball game playing the Guiana team. Uh, Tim Stone's son, John, did die at Jonestown. He was not able to save his son. Hmm. No one that escaped Jonestown was ever truly the same, whether they were able to move on or not. Some changed their names and lived in obscurity the rest of their lives. Some committed suicide, and there were more than one suspicious murders. Um, most have done their best to forget and lead normal lives. So now let's think about that saying. She drank the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Or they drank the Kool-Aid. Well, we all say it. But for some people out there, it has a much different connotation. 
One survivor, Terry Buford O'Shea, still shudders every time someone says it. There were a few that survived the mass suicide that day, but there is one survivor story in particular that I'm going to leave you all with. On November 18, 1978, the day of the mass suicide, Miss Hyacinth Thrash, an elderly woman, uh, went to bed early in her cabin, and when she woke up the next day, she headed to the senior citizens building, as she always did, and that's when she noticed the bodies, literally everywhere. Her sister Zipporah Edwards was one of the dead, and bless her heart, she slept through the whole fucking thing. They forgot about her. Wow. So when they went after shooting everyone and making sure everyone was dead, this one woman was forgotten because she was asleep in her bed. In her memoir, The Oniest One Alive, published in 1995, Hyacinth recalled, there were those, there were all of those dead beings put into bags, people I'd known and loved. God knows I never wanted to be there in the first place. I never wanted to go to Guiana to die. I didn't think Jim would do a thing like that. He let us down. And that is the story of Jonestown, Jim Jones, and the People's Temple. I have heard from somebody that one of the people that drank the Kool-Aid happened to go into his office and he was not doing anything and shot him. Here's the thing. I mean, you know... I guess there's not really any way to... Yeah, there's no way to say either way. Either one is true. The way the way that I I found it was that it looked to be that when they went in and examined, uh-huh. right? Because there were those that did escape. They right. knew what ha- what had happened. Uh-huh. Um, Ryan's uh, assistant. So many of that crew. There were thirteen plus nine. Like there were people that got away. Right. Uh, and they immediately went back. And from what I understand was when they went in there, it had looked that he had shot himself in the head. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I've heard there's so many documentaries. There's books. Watch them if you're interested. They're fascinating. But I will tell you, if you listen to that 45-minute that audio of the suicide... Chilling isn't the right word. Mm-mm. It's it's disturbing. It's it's utter fucking chaos, and it's just it's you're listening to a mass suicide. I mean, there's no other way to it. That's what it was, and it it's disturbing at best. Do you hear the gunshots in the recording? <sighs> yeah. 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 It's not good. It's not good. It's all bad that ground is probably sour yeah real sour 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 grounds for um yeah i went for a big gun today so yeah um call that was great thank you uh yeah you know uh they're out there real quick this wasn't that long ago right oh yeah so let's think about that. Yeah. So we all say it. Oh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. But there, every you got to think. I mean, you could be saying that, and someone hears it, and internally they're shuddering. But they, so many of them are not going to be like, "Yeah, I was there." Mm-hmm. I uh, because there's the weird. Oh, you were in a cult. No, I mean, 
and it's it's like so many of these survivors said it's different. It's not like the Manson family, right? right? Where you've got this cult of personality that is taking in these young runaways, these people that need a daddy. They needed that family. I think that these people did too, but what Jim did was look what he did. I mean, Harvey Milk when they went after him before before Ryan went to Guyana and they had the whole fucking like into DC this investigation Harvey Milk was like no Jim is a good man yeah they are trying to slander him he stood up for him he wrote to the fucking president to save Jim Jones from this investigation yeah. Harvey Milk uh-huh Okay, these are decent, normal, good people. Yeah. That went to fucking bat for Jim Jones mm-hmm. because he was seemingly what he did for for civil rights and for the black community can't be denied. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They were just no one understood or saw or knew how misguided he really was because mm-hmm. he was such a good fucking con man. You yeah, know? Yeah, Manson was too, but on a different level. Different kind. Different kind. Jim was rubbing elbows with, fu- he was going to governor's dinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first lady. But I, I feel like that's also what he wanted. So that's what he used mm-hmm. his. Yeah, power, I guess, is the word for, whereas I don't think Charles Manson wanted that kind of life for himself, so he used his for a completely different kind of situation. It can't be denied. Jim Jones did good things for civil rights and for the African-American community. He fucking did. It's undeniable. They were just so misguided. You you want to deny it? Yeah, they're oh, yeah. just so misguided. He did do them; they were great things. They were just so misguided, and then he went off the fucking deep end. But that's the thing; he was always off the deep end. Yeah, I don't think it he was, was ever just, near nope. anywhere near no. the shallow part no, of no. any any pool of any kind. <laughs> he just had; he was that good, though. He had so many people fooled, which is so interesting to me because if you watch clips of him you're like wow this guy's a fucking nutbag but yeah but that's also because we expect it now right right true being i right well it's also since he did a lot of uh, he had a lot of like disenfranchised folks coming in people he from was, he was knee deep like, in the end drug addicts coming in the and urban stuff, league yeah. looking for change yeah his words may have yeah. absolutely made sense yeah. to them. You know, in, in one of his speeches at the Urban League, I mean, he ended it with, let my people go. Mm. Jim's white. Oh, yeah. But that was still okay. Like, he was that ingrained into the community that it was, it was it's so bizarre. It is very bizarre. It's so bizarre. The NAACP and the Urban League, they welcomed him with open arms. They loved him. They mm. praised him. He was pro-Black Panther, and they loved him, too. Mm-hmm. He was so involved in that realm 
the majority of Jonestown was African American. The majority. Like 68%. That's nuts. Was African American. Wow. Whites, Jews, uh, many different religions. They Mm -hmm. all, yeah. But 68% were African American. That's crazy. Miss Hyacinth. Uh, great, was an elderly black woman. A great documentary that covers Jonestown is the uh, the CNN Decade series that's yep. on Netflix. Yep. They do a really good job of yeah, Jonestown. They do. There's some really wonderful documentaries. But just so you know, I mean, they're out there, the survivors, whether they were children that got away, whether they're adults that got away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three of Jim's children got away and they're out there. Living normal lives, wives, children, grandchildren, they're out there. There's a lot of people out there mm-hmm. that were there. So you just, you know, you never know. It's it's not that far in the past that the person you stand next to at the grocery store didn't grow up in the people's temple. Like, you just don't fucking know. Right. So, uh, my sources are um, Wikipedia, Britannica.com. Mm. For a second, I thought you said wikipediabritannica.com. I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I might have said that. Um, let's see, rollingstone.com, David Chu, The Atlantic. Bless you. Jenny Rothenberg Gritz, <laughs> yes. Uh, and the History Channel, Leslie Kennedy. Very nice. So, yeah. Uh, we did it. We did it. But yeah, if you want to delve a little deeper, go fucking Father Divine. Girl, he's nuts. <laughs> he was nuts. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Nucking futs, you guys. Yes. Also that. Yeah, that. But yeah, Jim's like, yeah, I'm into Hitler and Gandhi. But I don't like the KKK. <laughs> That's a weird country song. Right? <laughs> right? I'm really into Lenin and Stalin and he Marx. He also and looks like he, you would see him on the Lawrence he looks Welk like Elvis. show. Yeah. Like he would be on Lawrence Welk yeah, with the guitar his... singing that song. I'm into Hitler and Gandhi, but I don't like the KKK. I'm yeah. into Hitler and Gandhi, but I'm, I'm not in KKK. KKK. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I told my pappy so. Oh, good. I told my mama no. <laughs> the KKK is bad. Not but the I way love to go. Hitler. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Sir. Stalin is great. I have so many questions about Blimey how your brain Lenin works. is my homeboy. I want to think that this is what just plays in his head all the time. Yeah. They're all red, but the KKK is not. Just. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? I don't even know what you're what the fucking at this point, because it could have been so many <laughs> it things. It is all of it, dude. <laughs> all it. Legit. All it. All it. All it. <coughs> all of it. Oh, bless it. So. Yeah, just. Uh, sir, what? Hmm? Yeah. What? Yeah. Hmm? Yep. So if y'all are going to go and uh, listen to that audio tape, I'm just going to tell you now. You can't unhear it. 
be ever in your favor. You can never you fucking unhear, unhear it. it. And it's not good. No. It's people dying it's, for 45 minutes. It's all In bad. fear and horror. So be prepared. Be aware. Just so you know, it's not great. Yeah, it's really not. It's really I, bad. I have heard not the whole 45 minutes, but... It's not good. Some of it. I was watching a documentary. Yep. They was like, mm, mm, there's plenty, mm, plenty. Mm, I, I mm, could have listed them all, but why? Go look it up. There's so many. The longest list. So many. It is the longest list because it, it, it really truly is. You know, y'all know, you know me by now. I love good cult. Cults fucking fascinate me. And these are, these are, are educated, smart people. Just looking for something better, and you know, one of the members, the one of his defected members, uh, she's like, you know, we weren't stupid, we were hardworking, like I said, normal people. She says, but think about this: why is it that so many of these people would rather defect to Guyana? Than live in this country. Mm-hmm. Solid point. Right? Very. And that was in the 70s. Yes. Made even actually more poignant considering the majority being yeah. black people. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's basically, we were the disenfranchised. Why, I mean, think about what's so wrong here that we really truly opted for that. Yeah. Because we did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's so relatable to today. Mm-hmm. What the fuck has changed? Not a lot. Nah. Nah. I might go to Guyana fucking tomorrow because this is bullshit. They ain't gonna let you in. Fair. <laughs> Get this white bitch out of here. She might have the rowness. That's the difference now. They're not going <coughs> to let you go there. They're like, mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, you might get to the airport, but then they're going to be like, no. Touche. So, anyway. Soup's touche. Left y'all with kind of a bummer, but Soups go drink touche. about it or do whatever the fuck you got to do. But you're welcome. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to listen to the recording, don't do it right now. Oh, well. Maybe wait a day or, or, do or get it, it done. And get Rip it the band aid off just and then the just not be okay for a couple days. Fuck it. If you have something Fuck to it. say, feel free Fuck to message it. me. I'm going to be like, I'll pay you on the head. I said, like, I, I, I know. I, I, I done told you. you. If you have, feel free I mean, to message me. You kind of did it to yourself, but. I'm there I'm there for you. So I got you. I got you. I got you, but yeah, no, it's it's rough. It is bad. It's rough. It is it is bad. So it's a it's it's bad like having to hear John Wayne Gacy speak, but just a different kind of bad. Like oh. <laughs> that's bad. That's a noise you made. I've heard it. <laughs> it's not good. It it's, hurts me. It's not good. You it's can't real. you can't unhear it. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it will haunt you. Yeah. Like Robert you know, Stack haunts my dreams. Gacy speaking is worse for me than listening to Bundy speak. Hmm. Interesting. Bundy's rough, but he talks so fucking much. That is true. 
that I think maybe that's the difference because Gacy's it's the it, maybe it's just that there's not enough of it that could be but he, the impression he gives off is so much different than Bundy so I can kind of see that because Bundy's just like I'm Ted Bundy I'm super confident even though I'm a complete fucking monster yeah but and I don't know if it's because I expect all serial killers to sound that way. So when you listen to someone like Gacy speak, you're like, oh no, that's not what you should sound like. You shouldn't sound like that at all. You sound like a soft-spoken grandpa, and I don't like it. I think (sighs) that that unnerves me more, I think. Because that's not what I was expecting. Because I didn't know what to expect. Um, when I heard it, I knew it was going to maybe have some kind of like a little Midwestern twang to it. You know who fucks me up the most? Ed Kemper? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need me to say it. You I knew didn't. what I was going to fucking I, say. I felt Ed it. Ed Kemper fucks me up the most. That'll be a Patreon someday. Are we going to Patreon him? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought about doing it recently. I've thought about doing it. And I was so. like, I don't have the brain capacity right now to deal with all of your bullshit Ed Kemper I need a minute um I actually have on my phone I'll play it later not in this recording but um they have online some of the audiobooks he did no for the blind it's not okay I was like all these blind people listening to their books all happy not knowing that this fucking serial killer is the one reading to them it's yeah, not okay that's this a... is not okay time life whatever you've done yeah, right? is wrong yeah this that is was not okay that was a fucking thing that he did this yeah. is not okay I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to and this was pre it was in the before times I remember I was going, I was running errands and I was out, you know, just listening to my podcast and it just automatically played the next episode. And all of a sudden, like, my nip noops were like, uh uh, no, no, I don't like that. And then I was like, why is this happening? And then they're like, and on this episode, it's Ed Kemper. I'm like, oh, that's why my whole body reacted that way. Ed Kemper's voice is A, very specific. Yep. And the way Ed Kemper speaks about the things he did... It is not ...is good. so disconnected yeah. from the things he did. It's it's literally just like listening to a narrator speak about something. Yeah. Not in the way Ted Bundy did. Ted Bundy did the same thing where he talked a lot in the third person about yeah. things that happened. But the way that Ed Kemper speaks about his crimes it's is absolutely... It's different. Bone, like, it's not even bone chilling. It's like, your bones freeze and disintegrate. Because, yeah, well, because it's just, you're like, uh, 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 there's actually talk in third person like he didn't do it. Kemper's talking to you full well, telling you exactly what he did, but it's so disconnected. Bundy did that. Sounds like he's talking uh, about someone else. Well, Bundy did that because he thought if you talked about a crime as like he did this and so and so did that right. then it couldn't he would not be able to be implicated in that uh-huh. even though he was because uh-huh. he was like I never said I did it that's the lawyer in yes exactly and I got that but it's still and it's different yeah because Kemper, Kemper's telling you exactly what he did oh, but just 100%. the way it, it is the weirdest thing he's saying he's doing it oh yeah but it still sounds like he's talking about someone else it's like it's he's telling fucking thing it's like he's telling a story 
about a movie. Yes, it is so it's fucking like, weird. He's like, and then I just cut her head off and blah, or like he's practicing a monologue or something it's that so, it's like it. There's no way to explain it you, until you hear it. It's you can't explain it. I've heard they the weirdest fucking thing. I've heard they replicate it pretty well in Mindhunter. Right. I have not watched it. I but saw I the have, actor. I've, yeah, I've seen his photos, and he's very yes. good. I haven't heard it, though, but so yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't watched but, it. I've uh, never yeah, seen an episode. It's, it's the weirdest uh, fucking thing. How have neither of you seen Mindhunter? Because we already know all of the things about it, and especially since the first one is about Ed Kemper. No, no, no. The well, first he, one involves Ed Kemper. Yeah, but I'm just like, I don't... I think want to... I already am so creeped out by Ed Kemper. I want to limit... I just personally haven't gotten there, because truthfully, I don't watch a lot of fucking TV. I watch specific Fair. shows that also, have been recorded, but uh, I don't watch a lot. Like, I'll watch it like I just finished watching The Witches of East End. Yeah, I see, don't know also how many years me, late, uh, but... The more somebody tells me to watch something, the less likely I am to watch it just out of spite. Even if I know I'll like it, I'm like, stop telling me to do it, I will do it, but now I'm going to wait a really long time. Okay, so I rescind my earlier reaction and say, I highly recommend uh-huh. when you get the chance to check out Mindhunter. And that's Fair. the thing, is like, there's so many shows, like Ozark, I hear it's great, Mindhunter, I just haven't gotten there, but like I said, I don't watch that much fucking TV, yeah, which is surprising. Fair. And, you know, it's it's like so many people are like, oh my god, you must be so stoked. Halloween's coming. It's your jam. I'm like, every day is all. Sure. Except people expect me, us, mm-hmm. with the vixens and the horror modeling and just fucking who we In are general. as people to like really go balls out fucking deep on Halloween. We're we like, don't. We're like all we the monsters. We do this year round. I'm we're, like, Halloween, sure. We're like all of the demons and vampires on Buffy. Like you yeah. expect them to be out in force. That's our that's like our one actual night off, right? Where we don't. They're like, oh my god, you don't but, go crazy on Halloween. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, it's still I, my favorite holiday. It is sure. But I hand out candy. I don't do that. <laughs> don't, I don't don't I come don't. to my house. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Oh boy. What? It's a Saturday this year. It is, yeah. and a full moon. It's a full moon. And guess what? Guess really? what? Mm-hmm. There are two full moons in October. One of them. The on nephew's Halloween. father is in town. I knew that. Ergo, oh no. The nephew oh, won't boy. be at home. Oh, Ergo. Oh boy. It's gonna be oh, boy. a glitter in the air. Oh, one of those kind of days. It has to be. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm going yeah, I do. You know where I'm I going. know what that means. That's all she needs to hear. It's it is. It's I know exactly what that entails. Uh, yep. I'm curious. Do you want to come over? Huh? Do you want to come over? <laughs> I cannot. Okay, well then you can't. But I'm curious about as to what it means. Well, that means that we're going to be there and there's going to be alcohol and we might get glitter in the air. So, the edible um, edible glitter. So, I bought with Fancy Sprinkles. It's yeah, like an Instagram, fancy sprinkles. Facebook they ad should thing. Sponsor it's us. a pop-up <gasps> thing. They have actual sprinkle sprinkles uh-huh, for like cakes do. and cupcakes, but yeah. they have a Haunted Mansion one, and every time it pops up on my feed, I giggle, because so I, I do a bit about the Haunted Mansion in my stand-up, a.k.a. because my vagina is called the Haunted Mansion. Ki- like this, it's glitter, and you can put it in your drinks, you can mm-hmm. put it on things. I like to put it in drinks, and yep. you swirl it, and it's like, 
shimmer in your drink while I got real drunk one night. I know this is really shocking to everybody. <laughs> it was just one of those impromptu, hey, everybody, come, let's, let's go to dinner. And then we end up at my house, and then there's five people there, and we're really hammered. Anyway, I put some of this glitter into my hand. Uh-huh. And I blew it up into the air. Yep. Now, this is like the most finest particle of glitter. Yeah. Because it's edible, and it goes in your drinks, and it creates just a shimmer. Uh-huh. It stayed in the air for about five fucking minutes. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah. People were covered in it. For days. My refrigerator refrigerator still has a gold shimmer to it. Yeah. And our friend Jay, who was a bartender, left and was so A, hung over the next day, (laughs) B, pissed, because he was covered, this is a black man, covered in gold shimmer. (laughs) He was so mad. It yeah, stayed, I get it. But it stayed in, <laughs> I didn't expect it to stay in the air for like five minutes. It's such a fine particle that I blew it into the air and it stayed there. And I'm like, look, we're fairies. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have done it two or three times. But <laughs> it wasn't just the once. Okay. Uh, another On another occasion. He was so uh, producer Goose came up to me as I was sitting on the couch with a palm full of edible glitter and just <laughs> right in my face, right in it. Uh-huh. And I was my like, house shimmers. I was like, good thing that's not going to blind me. But yeah, oh. It also Here's makes you poop glitter. You do. Uh, that's really funny. It is. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I'm already somehow covered in glitter all the time anyway. So, so you know, no Halloween big deal. might just have to be a grown up night. Because there will be no child there. That is also fair. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. We did it. We've said so many things today. We're real chatty. Real chatty Cathy's. Yes. Well, well that's also because I don't leave my house to talk to anybody ever, so. I really have to pee, and Goose is cooking dinner tonight. She's making, like. she's. I saw a picture on the Instagram. Oh, she's making oh, some shit. Hibachi style. <laughs> yeah, she's going for it. I saw so. fried oh, rice. So she so. made fried rice, and there's steak, oh, and like, God I gotta damn. go. <laughs> I gotta right. get the fuck out. Well, say, say, say your fucking fuck. so P's and Q's Anyway, and... we've done the thing. Yeah, we did, we did it. Good luck. Um, have fun yeah. listening to that. Just if remember, you, Jim you can. Jones, if you're going to do it. You can't unhear it. Um, this is a choice you have to make on your own. Yeah. I won't post it like I did. No. John Wayne Gacy's. Um, no, because this will but I did. But I did life. hide that behind the thing. I'm like, just here's just, a so just you know. swipe if you really feel like you need to hear it. But I will not because I don't want to have to hear it again because yeah, I no. already hear it. And this audio you're going to have to do on your own. And don't say I didn't warn you if you need counseling. Just mm. message me. I got you. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, do uh, the things and the stuff. Rate, rate review, review, subscribe. subscribe. It really does, it does make a difference. Shirty, shirty, shirt. Shirty, But yeah, leave leave some nice reviews, please. The more we get of those on the Apple Podcasts, the in, more we can tour in the aftertimes. Yeah, exactly. After the plague is done. Also, yes. While while we're uh, this far ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, do go on. Uh. You guys are going to be live streaming. We are with the folks, the two, the boys at What's More Metal. Oh true, my God, yeah. we are! That's right. Yeah, finally, uh, it's finally crapping. It's ha- finally it's crapping. It's finally crapping. We've talked about it for a while. Next Friday on the twenty third. Is that already next Friday? Uh huh. Jesus. Oh God. Nine p.m. Okay. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Kickstand Comedy. 
Yeah. Yes. That is where it will be. Okay. Uh, be sure we'll to post. jump like, on that shit. How? Where well, do I do? Well, oh, don't yeah. worry. We'll figure. I'm gonna be in here. I'm gonna be here on the microphone. Okay. I'm gonna be on the ones and twos. Good. This is where I'm comfortable. <laughs> I was like, uh, we we. I was like, it might take a minute to explain. I'm like, oh my god, but we can do that. Fuck his live streaming. Like, yes. I don't even know what to do. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> sit here and talk. Yeah, That's I'm it. so good at that. Yeah, you guys are gonna sit <laughs> in those two chairs, look in the camera that I have. Yep. And and just talk and have fun. So, so yeah. I need to get chin they'll, lipo before they'll Friday. be up here, cool. and you guys will be talking to them. It'll be great. All right. It's going to be lots of fun. We'll remind you and we'll give you all the things that you need. So don't I'll worry about it. But next Friday, 9 p.m. Carnival <laughs> Studios crossover time. I don't know if you just That sounded like Blue's Clues, but okay. <laughs> whatever. We're funny. <laughs> anyway. Ew, God. <laughs> so I have to pee. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes, sure, sure, Why sure. do I always have to be the one that pees? Well, you had a lot more liquid You're than drinking. I did. I had liquid. There you go. Anyway, so do the stuff and things. We love you. We do. So till next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hows, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck, Fuck you, Bob. You Fuck you, Gwyneth. Gwyneth. You dirty fucking slut and your stupid bullshit beauty product. $450 fucking nonsense serum. Salt grinder, pepper grinder. Fucking... Bullshit. Eat my entire ass, you bitch. Yeah, actually, same. Eat my entire ass. The entire ass of my body. Because nobody else is, and you're skinny. You're hungry. (laughs) You are hungry for ass. You're hungry for (laughs) You are hungry for ass, Gwyneth. hungry for ass. She's an ass animal. She's an ass tiger. An ass (laughs) animal? An ass tiger. (laughs) Oh, it's an ass tiger. Gwyneth Paltrow, the ass tiger. Eat my ass, bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you and the horse you fucking rode in on. Dr. Vendo, we need you. We need you. We'll see you next week. Ass tigers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>